Hey guys, welcome back to another fantastic episode of DJ Sports. This is Jake, your boy. That's probably the longest I've ever let you talk. <laughs> no, no, I had, I did have That's a right. rant. You did have a rant. Oh, by the, by the way, I'm Dan. Um, <laughs> and again, yes, welcome back to another wonderful, amazing episode. Uh, quick rundown: we're gonna we're gonna bring up some lions this week, uh, followed by some sad news coming out of East Lansing. Uh, this time it's only basket it's basketball sad news. So yeah, you know, it's just an injury. No, nothing, nothing good coming out of East Lansing at the moment. Uh, and then. Probably hop into some picks, end with some Michigan State football happy talk, and then get out of your freaking hair. So without further ado, the Lions are playing again this week, right? Yeah, they are, against the Washington um, Native Americans. No, Washington Kirk Cousins. The Deadskins. Hey, don't you talk about Kirk that way. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, we can just wrap all this Michigan State stuff into one boat, because Kirk is returning... To the mitten, woo! Uh, as the starting quarterback of the Washington, not Redskins, the, the Washington Skins. Yeah, the the Washington British skin. Washington Skins. The potato skins. Mm, delicious. So yeah, uh, Kirk is Kirk is back. Lions are on a little bit of a winning streak here. What? Two in a row, I believe. Mm-hmm. What? Sitting at three and three in their division. Um. So not in the last place. Thank, uh, thank you, Chicago. Yeah, thank you, Chicago, for being awful. Yeah. And you know what? Give credit to to the Lions. A uh, couple couple games in a row where they had some defensive stands and some last second field goals, and Prater didn't miss either of those last second field goals. Bless and some clinching interceptions. Yeah, all in all, just just good news actually coming out of Allen Park in Detroit. So. Uh, Jake, where, what, what do you think happens this weekend? The Redskins, not, not having a bad season either. I believe they are sitting in second place in the NFC yeah. East. In the, the West? Uh, and that NFC East is actually a pretty darn good division. Yeah, that did, that was, that's one of the bigger surprises this year, just as a division. The fact that everyone was expect or leaning towards that being like another 9-7 winner was going to pull the division since... Washington, we don't know. They they were one last year at nine and seven. Cowboys, we had no idea how Dak was gonna be. Philly, we had True. no idea how Carson Wentz was gonna be. Accurate. And then the Giants. What a I mean, I, I think a lot of people thought the Giants were gonna end up winning this year. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a little bit of a conundrum right now. Yeah, that's that all depends on how you feel on the whole Odell situation and just his, his antics. People like to say, but we're not getting into that. We're gonna talk, dude. He got engaged to of kicking that. It was beautiful, and then he had beautiful um, relations with that afterwards. Well, well, I mean, obviously, that's part of getting engaged, man. Yeah, that's the only reason why people do it. Well, obviously, but and by the way, we're talking about holding hands, nothing yeah, more, because this, this is a family show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the NFC East kind of a surprise, but. I mean, when, just because you look at all those young quarterbacks that are actually doing really well, uh, but the Lions are one and zero, I believe, against the NFC East. Yep. Um, beat beat Philadelphia a couple weeks ago on one of those game clinching interceptions. That one that, by that Darius was, Slay. That one was Carson Wentz's first interception of the year. Mm-hmm. So, what what do you what what do you think is the outcome this week? How do you see? I'm going to call them your Lions because you're wearing blue today. I. 
You're wearing a nice shade of Detroit Lions this blue today. This is very close to Honolulu blue. That is that is a nice shade. So, for, for the Lions, they've kind of lucked out. The Washington football teams have, um, haven't had the best defense this year. And Jordan Reed is going to be out again, which hurts my fantasy team. Which is going against yours this week. Fun fact. Hey, it, you actually had a good start. Uh, Jordy Nelson only had two points last night. He had zero points, actually. I, I, Jordan Howard had two points. Oh. Oh, wow. You had two people to go for I forgot points. about Jordan Howard. Well, I'm not doing so hot to start. Yep. So you might get your first win I against I might get me. my first win against Dan. That's How a, sweet. That's not, a, that's not a good start for my team. Oh, well, I'm over it. Because <laughs> one of us is going to make the playoffs and it's not going to be you. So. Nope. It's okay. That's why I have another league. True. Okay, so going back, Washington's down a little bit. Um, Kirk Cousins is more of a check down guy. Where so our 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 secondary is not going to be tested as much. Um, we'll just have to play it by then. He's very very effective at getting it to his targets, especially within that fifteen yard range. Dude, you wait until he does the rocket play. Oh yeah, you wait. You okay? It's gonna it's gonna happen. I will gonna happen and so it's just gonna be a fun little battle lions i believe theoretic is gonna be out again which means zach zenner is gonna be handling the hall along with recently acquired justin Forsett. Do, do you not are you not ready to turn it over to Forsett? Uh, more i mean the guy was a starter in baltimore i know he, he he's lost a little bit but i like him more than i like zach zenner Granted, that's, not, that's a, not saying much. Right. I'm that, just not sure. I, I do like Zenner as like a bowling ball. You know, he's a he's a beast. Mm. The only thing is I'm not sure about it. Was it Ray Rice or was it Justin Forsett who was on the Super Bowl team with Jim, with Jim Caldwell was there? Because the, <sighs> the thing I'm worried about is him. It still takes a little bit to learn the playbook. I know it's different from like a running back. It's not as much you need to know. But this is a very pass-happy team, especially to the running backs, where I'll give Zenner one more week just because he's been in the system for a year as opposed to Forsett, who basically came in right before the last week's game. True. So I'll give him one more week to try to ease his way into it. Fair enough. But uh, I do I, – this Washington team, little – I, I guess I don't know what much to think of them. They are sitting in second place in a pretty good division. But, like, at the same time, like you said, their defense isn't very good. Kirk Cousins has been solid, but not great. I mean, I love Kirk, but he's not been blowing your doors off. And that's, I guess, fine to an extent as long as you're winning. Unless you're Bomani Jones, who apparently hates Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Follow that on Twitter. Like, oh my goodness, man. What do, what do you want out of the kid? He wins. And that's, to me, what's important. But anyways, moving on. Uh, obviously, the Lions secondary, a little, little weaker, but they've, they've stepped up and made some big plays down the stretch mm-hmm. when it matters. So it's in, it's in Ford Field, which Ford. always helps, and especially now that the Lions have a little mojo going again. Uh, any, do we know anything about, about uh, Ziggy or... Um, Any of the other? I mean, I know you, you mentioned uh, Ziggy's getting closer. I'm not sure. I think he's like moved up to the questionable range. Blessed. He's now we don't know. Yeah, didn't know before. Now we we, we knew before. Well, I guess now we yeah, don't we knew know. that he was out. Now we have no clue if he's out. Yeah, blessed. Um, Levy's gonna be out again. 
So, but Ziggy is is he's getting closer. I'm still not really expecting him to come back before the bye. Fair. But there's glimmers of hope. Uh, on the, the horizon. Gl- you know what the glimmer of hope was? Was Golden Tate. Yes, he he's finally came back to his previous self catching balls like a champ. Catching balls, and uh, I believe he had a record day last week, if I'm recalling correctly, with 100 million yards receiving. Or Accurate. Like, or like 170 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think it was, it was uh, like 166 or something like that. It was, it was a nice number he put up. Uh, nice to see him kind of break out of his his little schneid there, and I'm sure he was sitting on your bench when he did it. Oh, no, I actually cut him. Oh, even better. <laughs> so... Uh, good to see Golden Tate back and only help the offense more. Uh, ho- hopefully the Lions can maybe find find a, a way to get Eric LeBron back on the field, who's been yep. been a little little dinged up and hurt over the past couple weeks. So, but it, you know you, you have two wide receivers going pretty well with Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, mm-hmm. which is all. And Anquan Bolden's also been a pretty good third option. And we have had the resurgent. I, I don't know if resurgence is the right word. But the um, probably more the emergence of Matthew Stafford, the leader. And I want to bring up something to you that I didn't say bring, beforehand. Bring it up, man. Um, I had a friend text me yesterday. A mutual friend of ours. I wish I had a friend text me. Um, he's known on the internet for his hot takes. Ooh, hot take. Um, hot he texted take, me that take. Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback in the league. Where do you fall on that? Where do I fall on that? Uh, I disagree. I, I do think he's having a much better year. Mm-hmm. However, I would take Tom Brady over him every day of the week, including like made up day called Sunday or Fun Day. Fun Day. Fun Day. Eight days a week. Eight days a week. Eight out of seven days a week, I'd take Tom Brady. Uh, I'd probably take a healthy Ben Roethlisberger over Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Even though Aaron Rodgers not having the season that a lot of people desire out of him, that's because Aaron Rodgers has sets the bar so freaking high. Dude, but Aaron Rodgers is last out of qualifying quarterbacks in, per, in passing completion and completion percentage. I understand you and your stats. I'd still take Aaron Rodgers over over <laughs> Matt Stafford. Um, I mean, I guess you look at I I'd probably take a Russell Wilson over him. Just when Russell's healthy, he has that. He's just so smart and his, he's mobile, but he he does it so you know intelligently that he doesn't always run, but he escapes pressure so well. Um, probably at that point, Matt Stafford falls within the next, cause I, I think you named four to five right there. Yeah. But Matt Stafford probably falls somewhere six to 10 for me without having to go through every quarterback in, in my head. I mean, I definitely still put him a, ahead of, you know, the new guys, the Carson Wentz's, mm-hmm. the D- Dak Prescott's of the world, even though those guys are both having really good seasons. I mean, I just, Matt Stafford has been there longer. I, what you see, what I'm seeing out of Matt Stafford this year is, I think, kind of the benefit of not having Kelvin Johnson, because he doesn't have a bailout now, so he actually has to read defenses. Yep. Uh, I, and that's that's one of the things that when people are like, well, the Lions' offense can't be any better without Calvin. It's like, it can be if Matt Stafford starts to read the field more. Because what I saw a lot with Calvin Johnson was he would just chuck the ball up to him. And mm-hmm. by all rights, I mean, a lot of the times Calvin would come down with it. But when you just had that bailout option, it, for he'd make like maybe a second read, then let's go back to Calvin sort of thing. With having three good receivers, I think you're seeing Matt look around the field more. Uh, and actually try to find an open guy instead of trying to throw to a double-covered Kelvin Johnson. It's kind of upsetting to think, in my head, how good this offense could could have been with Kelvin Johnson and Matt Stafford playing at this level. 
However, again, I'm just not sure that would have ever happened. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I've, I've actually, I saw that somewhere else on the internet. Maybe it was from a mutual friend who posted it on, on, Facebook. A, on a book face of some sort. Yeah. But... I can't. I can't say he's the best quarterback in the league while while Tom Brady's still in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess he while he's won a couple a couple you know a couple games here recently. Um, and while I, I guess I wouldn't, I would also say that the games that they've lost haven't necessarily been his fault. Uh, I mean, you still got to go on the road and beat good teams, which he does not have a track record of doing. Mm-hmm. He's n- still never won a game in the playoffs, and I don't. I still don't think the Lions are getting to the playoffs this year. So, I guess I, from what I see out of him, I still look at him as about Matt Ryan level. Yeah, that was the name I was thinking of. He's I, I'd compare him to almost perfectly. Matt Ryan did have a little bit more playoff success in his first couple of years, but other than that, I think they both had nice um, offenses with poor defenses, been able to throw the ball around a little bit. That's I a, think there's they're both there on that. Both him and Matty Ice are both there on that second tier. And I guess that's the thing. You also got to remember, the Lions are in a pass-happy offense. He's going to put up some nice numbers because they throw the ball a lot. Yeah. I mean, even a lot of swing passes, a lot of, you know, it's just a lot of throwing the ball because they're, one, their two main running backs are hurt. Mm -hmm. And two. When they were healthy, they were more pass-catching then. When you look at both Theoretic and Amir Abdullah, they're not, we're going to run the ball up right up the middle running backs. They're. Give me the ball out of the out of the backfield. So, when you throw the ball a lot, and especially in a now pass friendly league, I I just it would take a it, I guess I have to see one win this division and two uh, win some playoff games before I could ever say he's the best quarterback in the NFL. The best quarterbacks in the NFL are getting to the playoffs routinely, are going to you know mm-hmm. Super Bowls, and it's just that that's that's too hot of a take for me. Because I, I understand that, again, the losses haven't necessarily been his fault, but the best quarterbacks find ways to even win those games. And yeah. they've, they've had some... If you're the best quarterback in the league, you're not going to lose to Tennessee. Accurate. At home. Accurate. And the, the Lions also had a, had a chance to you know go down and have a shot to win that game, and it didn't mm. happen. So, best quarterback in the league, probably. I mean, if you put Tom Brady in that same situation... I guess if you had Matt Stafford and Tom Brady on the sideline, I would like Tom trot out there, please. Yeah. No offense to you, Matt, but you know, go go put the headset on. <laughs> Heart you, bro. Go carry that clipboard. Okay, I just wanted to bring that up. It's a fun little, fun little take that I received and, multiple texts about yesterday. And I guess the, the the thing is, I think he has made a jump up for me this year mm-hmm. with the way he's played. Before he was probably somewhere in that ten to fifteen range. Yeah. And I think now he's gotten into that top ten range with the way he's playing. The one thing I do like most about this is that it's not a contract year. He still has one more year on the deal. I know there's a lot of talk about going into the season whether or not a possible extension would happen after this year. So it's He's kind of got that bump, but if they chose not to, we still are probably going to have one more year of a very motivated Matthew Stafford, which I'm excited for. Absolutely, as the Lions are continue continuing to build, and I, you know, win, winning even you know, hopefully winning eight nine games this year would be a, a positive for me because I didn't have that high of expectations for the Lions this year. But uh, I know a lot. There are those out there that you know, even coming into the season are thinking about the the idea of moving on from Matt Stafford and my my statement to those type of people is it can get a lot worse. 
I mean, you have a good quarterback. Matt Stafford's not the problem with this team. So before you run him out of town, because I know getting a new quarterback is always shiny and fun, mm-hmm. it can get a lot worse. And my boy got hurt yesterday, too. Not not hurt, but he hurt his stock yesterday. Yeah. My boy, he, Brad Kaya. Did they lose? I know they were losing. They lost a bad, and he threw some bad interceptions. Poor guy. My boy. I, it's it's that, Jake, that Jake curse. No kidding, man. Every time. Every time. So far, one for one for all I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think it's a it's kind of fun that you can have the idea that he's becoming one of the upper echelon quarterbacks. But at the same time, when you figure out how long he's been in the league with, you know, finally having a little bit of consistency at offensive coordinator. And I think finally having a coordinator that's fitting his Matt, Matt's strengths. Because mm-hmm. with, with the last uh, Dangus, we're not going to name names here because we're nice people. Mm-hmm. But with the last Dangus, I just don't think you were – contouring the offense to what Matt Stafford is good at. And I also think you're correct in saying he's very motivated. Uh, the guy's a competitor. And, you know, you, you've seen the heart and the drive, and I think at some point he's also sick of losing. You know, I'm sure throughout his life he's been a very successful quarterback until he hit the NFL and where he's been, you know, less than less than good outside of a year here, a year there. Mm-hmm. Or at least his team's been less than stellar, so... I think you're just seeing him start to play his his best football as he's kind of in that um, uh, you know prime stage of quarterback. He's been in the league long enough to where he understands the game, he understands the offense. You know, it's not fast for him anymore, uh, and he and players all look up to him now. It's it's not he's a he's not the young buck anymore. So fun little conversation, but our mutual friend who we do we do not have to name. Because uh, he probably won't be listening. Probably not, but I, I would say he's incorrect because there there are just there are some better quarterbacks in this league that I trust more. But Matt Stafford is having a good year. So that being said, back to the topic at hand. Do you think the Lions will win this Sunday? 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 So I think the Lions will <gasps> possibly win. Well, I, I need <laughs> no, I don't. I think Washington. Is starting to figure out what they are as a team. I think they're gonna end up pulling this game out. Is that, gonna... is that you think they're trying? To, they're starting to figure out that they're a racist team. No, they're not figuring that out. Oh, okay. They're figuring out their identity identity on offense. Matt Jones had their running back had his probably his best game in his career last week. I think they're just they're gonna figure they're gonna pull this game out. It's gonna be another close one. I did see the Lions have played every single game this year within seven points. That's true. I think it's going to be, we're going to just add to that streak. It's going to be another close game. But I think I think the Washington football teams are going to win. They're going to win. I, I, I'm kind of in agreement, well, very much in agreement with you there. Uh, I, I like, I like what, what Washington's doing. Also, they're my Super Bowl pick. Also, and, they were and I'm sticking to it. They are in second place in their division. They're going to come back and win this sucker once Dak comes down to earth, or they, for some reason, put Tony Romo They're in. They're going to put Tony Romo in. That's what's going to get me over the top. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a man of my word. I also said Michigan State would be in the Big Ten Championship, so not a lot right going on here. <laughs> but still, I, I still believe in what Washington can do. I, I think they're starting to figure out themselves as a team. What they have both offensively and defensively. I know their defense isn't great, but I think it's good enough to get to the playoffs. And I think Kirk Cousins is plenty good enough to get that team to the playoffs as their starting quarterback, regardless of what Bomani Jones says. (laughs) 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Washington over over the Leos. Uh, I just think this this is the week where the the Lions aren't able to pull it off at the end. You know, uh, benefit of playing you know a young a young quarterback um, last week, and even uh, uh, Case Keenum is uh, still a relatively young quarterback. And even though we, the Lions at times have made him look better than Joe Montana, uh, they, they were able to hold it off, you know pull it off at the end. So. I, I I think Kirk Cousins is because he's a smart guy. Um, even though this is only really his second year as the true starter, I, I still think he's he's a very heady player. He doesn't tend to make uh, egregious mistakes, and I, I just think he's figured figured out how to be the starter of this team and how to win games. And I'm 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 gonna go with Washington. Perfect. So to move from from one MSU from, from a loss. Okay, that I we're was predicting say from one, from one MSU player to another. Oh, I was Kirk going Cousins from a to... loss to loss. That's that's also good. We both the... got these segues, and even though we messed them both up by talking over them. <laughs> from so let's do my segue first, and then your segue. Okay, and then they can vote on which segue they like better. Fair enough. Okay, so my segue <laughs> from the losses that we predicted to the Lions to a Michigan State loss in the basketball team. Gavin Schilling is is out. I, I've just decided I like yours more. I'm voting for yours. <laughs> Gavin Schilling, um, yeah. he didn't play in the um, Spartan Madness game, like we said, on the recap show on Monday, which was we, ho- we hoped was just precautionary. Turned out he had surgery, or he will be having surgery. He is going to have surgery this coming week. Yep. Okay. And so he'll be out, Izzo said, at least six weeks. Um, the initial fear... Is it was something in the knee? It was non-contact, so you just it goes to ACL or MCL. Yeah, that's a lot of the times what happens. I mean, it happened with Ben Carter a couple weeks ago, which uh, they did say was ACL related. They didn't say it was a complete tear, but they did say it was they had to fix the ACL mm-hmm. some way. So that's a non-contact injury. It was a non-contact drill with Gavin. Um, I guess the good news they they did have to take him in, uh, and it was. It was determined that essentially very late that surgery was going to be needed. So I think at first they were hoping that it was just a, a mild thing that he could ice up and maybe take one, one to two weeks off and be ready for. But mm-hmm. what what came out of uh, actually the day before Michigan State Media Day was that Gavin Schilling will be needing surgery. And it's it's a blow. It's definitely a blow because that is now two centers that you've lost and a team that wasn't very deep at center. And, uh, you know, along, couple that with losing, you know, over the past six months, you had two graduate in uh, Matt Costello and Wallaby. Wallaman. And then Deontay Davis going, you know, doing what he was allowed, you know, completely in his rights to do, take the money and go to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you've you got a transfer ho- to ho- hopefully take his spot. And that transfer got hurt. And now Gavin Schilling got hurt. So you're down to one center. Um. And that is the freshman Nick Ward. So a little bit of, I mean, I can't even say a little bit of a blow. Big blow early to the early season because, again, you have all these tough games. Right away. All right away, right off, all right off the bat, and you're going to have a young kid playing in them. So un, it's unfortunate, but like you said, the good news is right now Izzo, he did say at least, that his words were at least six weeks. Uh, they're going to know more after Gavin gets the surgery done. It could be a lot more than that. Depending on how you know an intrusive the surgery is, it could be mm. you know hopefully six to eight, and then you have them back right around Big Ten play. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know the other issue would be that is six to eight weeks, and he's got to get himself back in game shape again. But you know, for a for a senior, you figure he could do that at a you know he a could, he pace. could play he could play games and play some minutes here or there while he's getting back into game shape. It's not like he mm-hmm. would need to struggle with getting back in the offense or the flow of things. So, but yeah, it's it's disappointing because the one position Michigan State really couldn't afford to have guys go down with. Down, down at was center because, like I just said, you didn't have a lot of them, and that was, those are your two big injuries preseason. So, when you're having a rough bas- or a rough football season, and you just get bad news for the basketball season, it's like, when will the stupid 2016 end? <laughs> it's been a rough go about it for Michigan State athletics in the year of 2016, starting from the last day of 2015 yep. till about now. Where about the only positives was the basketball team winning a few games here or there and winning the Big Ten tournament. Yep. Other than that, it was. It's and just, then, it's just and been then the class coming in, the anticipation of the class. Yes, and but the the thing is, like the class was like nailed down by the in 2015. Mm. And, like if you want to throw in, yeah, Josh Jackson also didn't decided not to come here in 2016. So screw this year for Michigan <laughs> State athletics. Not been overly positive. I'm trying to remain upbeat. But it's it's just a it's you know I I one want to say I feel bad for Gavin especially senior year and also for Ben Carter I know we brought him up before but you know those two guys playing their last year of basketball they you know Ben Carter came to Michigan State to make a major impact and also help his you know any shot he had at playing pro basketball and then Gavin Schilling kind of similar deal this was his chance to really have a breakout year as you know the the center uh, the upperclassman and hopefully have that you know. Garn Suton-esque or Matt Costello-esque senior year where you just break out and you're awesome. So feel bad for both of them. Um, you know, I hope they both recover very quickly. You know, no complications with any of them for as far as their surgeries go. I wish them the best as far as them as people. That's first and foremost mm-hmm. and more, most important that they get healthy and they're able to, you know, live their lives just fine after athletics. That being said, going on to the court, this leaves a lot of question marks for Michigan State. Is one question is Kenny Goins going to be able to play center or is he not tall enough? Kenny Goins is about six seven. Um, in the college game, I would say yes, he probably is tall enough because the the thing that Kenny Goins has going for him is he also going. <laughs> okay, I couldn't. I'm proud of you. Uh, the what, what he has going for him was he has long arms. Mm-hmm. So and he's he's a he's a big six seven. He plays probably closer to six ten. Because he's he's very witty on getting rebounds, kind of like how Draymond Green was. Mm-hmm. You, you could you've seen Draymond Green play the center position or play against centers in the NBA. So I'd compare Nick Goings to Draymond Green esque. What did I say? I said Nick. I'm <laughs> Nick Goings and Kenny Ward over here. Yep. I'd compare Kenny Goings to a Draymond Green esque player, where you play just because he plays a lot bigger than he is, mm-hmm. and okay, you you honestly don't have another option. I mean, you have Nick Ward there, which will he will probably be the starting. I mean, I don't see it any other way around it. He's gonna be the starting center now uh, against Arizona when they when they tip off. Knock on wood uh, that he stays healthy. God bless you, Nick Ward. And um, then yeah, when when you have to cycle team cycle a guy in, it's unless uh, there's some unforeseen walk on, which Michigan State did just hold walk on tryouts on this past Wednesday. week. Yep, uh, on Wednesday, which. I you never know who shows up for those things, but Ezo didn't give me a call back. I'm sorry, dude, but maybe if you'd have been a little a little bigger and a little gumpier, 
Like, but then I would have just transferred into Gonzaga. Right. Exactly. But anyways, uh, you never know who shows up for those things, but this is probably one of those rare years where if you're like 6'8", and have any basketball skill whatsoever, you have a shot of not only being on the team, but playing in games. I know Izzo would go to other guys first. He would go to a, a Kenny Go. Excuse me, choking myself to death. He would go to a Kenny Goins first. You know, he's going to rotate a small lineup in first. But if you're 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and tried out for that team, you're probably going to be on it, and you're probably going to play some minutes because you have five fouls to give. Mm-hmm. So uh, as kinda, I'll, I'm interested if anything came out of that. Uh, I haven't heard anything yet. There's been no word that some seven-foot-tall Grecian god decided to try out for the team, and he was actually a five-star high school player that just <laughs> decided to go to Michigan State because he loved the academics. So That's always how it works out. Uh, and let, so unless that happens, I mean, you have two guys that can play at center, and then you're playing – I mean, this is a small team now. They were small coming into the season. Now they're really small because you're going to have um, – Miles Bridges starting at the four, most likely, and Kyle Arns is now now also playing at the four, who a lot of people thought he might redshirt this year, but uh, nope, he's going to play. <laughs> uh, and then from there, you just have guards, guards and guards and guards. We, you know, Aaron Harris, Matt McQuaid, uh, Elvin Ellis, uh, Lou Rawls, Tum Tum Narn. Is Cash. Elvin Ellis not a three? I would, I, they're probably going to play Elvin at the three because he's a little, little longer, 6'4", mm-hmm. okay. but he's got long arms, but... I mean, it's all the two and the three in Michigan State system are That's virtually the same. same. So, and then you'll have, you know, like I said, Cash and Tom running the point a lot. And I've also heard that Josh Langford will probably be playing some three as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's a problem, no doubt about that. But yeah, there is, I think, secretively or maybe not so secretly. I just said secretively. I'm smart, but. I think Tom is, I don't want to say he likes this problem, but I think it is going to force him to think. And he, he loves coaching. That's ob- That much is obvious, and I think this, this will really push him to figure things out while Gavin's out. So hopefully we get some good news and that Gavin won't have to miss too much time, but Izzo came out in the um, media day yesterday on Thursday and said that this was never a team he was planning on playing with two big men. Uh, it was going to be a small lineup one way or another. This obviously makes it a little more... Obviously small. Well, that and a little scary because, you know, if Nick Ward picks up a, a few quick fouls and you're going really small by playing mm-hmm. uh, Goins at the five. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But the good news is in college, one, it's a guard-dominated game. Two, not there aren't a whole lot of teams that run traditional postmen out there as, as much anymore. I mean... Yeah, the b- biggest ones, of course, which just ha- happens to stink in our case is they're going to be in the Big Ten, basically. You'll have the Wisconsin's, the Purdue's. Um, Michigan's got some bigger guys too this year, which is a little, but they tend to play more spread out basketball. Yeah. Uh, and the hope is by the time you hit the Big Ten, you have Gavin back. Yep. So that's still fingers crossed on that one. Um, I mean, if you want to look at moderate good news, is he didn't look like he was in too bad of spirits on uh, at Midnight Madness. Yeah, um, he, he looks did, like he was still having a good time, even though because the injury happened that day. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, they obviously didn't know a whole lot about it because I'm sure they he went and saw the team physician. I I would doubt that he probably saw a, a real doctor that day because they just had such a full day. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, it, it, it all is what it is. Izzo will figure it out. He's a very smart guy. And, yeah, you're probably going to lose a couple more games because of it. But the good news is it about 
playing a lot of these tough games early is they're all forgivable losses. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, when it comes tournament time, no one's going to say, well, you lost to Duke and Arizona and Kentucky. Shame on you. It's like, nope, those are all on the, you know, not, none of those are at home. And, I mean, there's a chance with, with Gavin and Ben Carter you're going to lose all these, all these <laughs> games. So it's just it's a blow to the psyche. But when you have the good news, again, also, you also have a guy like Lou Rawls who's a great leader. And they're going to try to pick themselves up through this. And this also gives guys like Miles Bridges a chance to just shine. I mean, he's going to be a matchup nightmare at the four. And he's athletic enough to guard fours. Mm -hmm. So he's going to give people trouble at the four because you're going to have to keep up with him athletically, which there aren't a whole lot of teams out there that are going to run fours against Michigan State that are near as athletic as Miles Bridges. Um, And this, I mean, that's why you bring in a class like this. They want to come in and be a... you know, legends. They want to be legends right away. They do. They want to leave a, a foot in, footprint in the sand as a freshman class. So we'll, we'll see. Gives them, like I said, all a chance to really shine early, uh, especially Nick Ward, because mm-hmm. he's going to be playing a lot of minutes early. So uh, he's a dump truck. Hopefully he can stay out of foul trouble. And he's, I mean, he is a beast down low. It'll just be a little bit of adjustment for him, and you'll see him make some mistakes. But again, the. You have also a Kenny Goins, who's a very smart player, and hopefully he can also stay healthy, knock on more wood, as he is also coming off an injury last year. So if he can stay healthy, Nick Ward can stay healthy. I think they still have a shot to be a very good team. Um, started out the, I believe the preseason AP poll came out, and I saw they're ranked number nine. I forget if it was AP or coaches. I just saw a poll that came out. One of the two. Regardless, or as the non-English major would say, irregardless, because that's not really a word. We're moving on. So That was just an unnecessary dick. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So, anyways, uh, bad news for Michigan State, but it gives them a chance to play really fast, up-tempo ball. And guess what? It works for Golden State in the NBA. So if Golden State can figure it out in the NBA, a college team can figure it out. Uh, yeah, that's... that's moving on from there. That's what I got to say about that. So we're going to... Perfectly transition into the picks. Perfect. Let's. We're gonna start with the varsity. Oh, Michigan, okay. Illinois. I'm glad we did it's this. Going to U of M. Rough. Who is forty point favorites? Whoo, that's a tough line. Yep. But Michigan's coming off a bye. Michigan is not looking ahead to Michigan State right now because they have no reason to. If anything, they're looking ahead to Ohio State at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, which I know they're not. Um, oh, man, covering forty is very tough, though. A lot has to go right, but it's at it's it's at it's home. At home, of course it is, because they never leave Ann Arbor. So I gotta go with Michigan. It's a gun, it's a gun instinct. Forty points is really tough, but they're gonna they're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um, next to the JV, right, did you pick? Oh, you West. Just, <laughs> all you said was mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I understand. it's. You're agreeing with me, but is that your pick? U of M, I'm taking U of M to cover as well. Jabril's going to have another couple offensive touchdowns. I mean, just I, because they, Harbaugh really wants them to just be talked about in the Heisman. So I understand that you're getting owned in the picks, but you get to still pick, man. <laughs> I wasn't sure anymore. Um, next, to, I've got U of M covering. Next to the JV, Western is at home against Eastern. Rough. Western is 23.5-point favorites. Uh, there's nothing I like about Eastern's football program. Give me Row the boat all day. That team is feeling it. They're feeling like they can go undefeated, 
and and make a big name bowl game. So give me give me. I'm gonna row all day. I'm rowing. We're gonna row. We're gonna row yes, together. We're rowing together. We're rowing together. We row as one. I love this. Um. Also, and Power Six new or I guess it's Group of Five news. Group of Five news. Boise just barely beat BYU last night. Yeah, that's something we couldn't do. It is. So that's just one of those teams you guys got to keep an eye out for if you want Western to make one of the powers or one of the big six bowls. My my eyes on them. Going down south, we got Texas A and M traveling to Bama, who is an eighteen and a half point favorite. This is like a top seven, top six matchup. Uh, I'm gonna take A and M in this one. Uh, I don't. I think this is just one of those weeks. I'm feeling where Bama's been playing so well. But I think they have a little bit of a hiccup, especially since there's... I feel like the, the angst is off A&M from Alabama's sense. Uh, also, the last time their starting quarterback played against Alabama, he won. That would be Trevor Knight. <laughs> so, that was he was wearing a slightly different color uniform then. But he did beat Alabama, and I believe he is just 1-0 against Alabama. So... I think Trevor Knight and uh, Texan A&M find a way to stay within striking distance in a big game. Um, I believe uh, that's where game day is this weekend, if I do recall correctly. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this is just one of those small hiccup games for for Alabama. I still think they win, just not by the 17 and a half. I also have A&M. I think Bama's just been playing some tough competition the last couple of weeks. I know it didn't look like it last week when they played, when they massacred Tennessee. Because you're the only 10 I see. <laughs> but it's just three weeks in a row. They've just played higher level competition. They're bound to be a little bit tired. And at some point, you know, there's got to be another team in the SEC, right? It's supposed to be the best conference in the country. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be some team that Alabama won't just murder. Right. I mean, unless maybe the SEC isn't a great conference, maybe they have a great, maybe they just have a great team. Gasp. Never mind. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> next, staying down the SEC for the next two games. Cool, fun. Arkansas is traveling to Auburn, who is a ten-point favorite. Auburn's a ten-point favorite at home. Oh, I I kind of forgot about Auburn. What are they even doing this year? Are they still existing? Yeah, they're they just cracked the top twenty-five. Actually, good for them. Congratulations. That's the only reason why we're picking this game. Um, but Arkansas beat Ole Miss last weekend. Am I right? Correct. All right. Uh, that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on the Arkansas bandwagon. What's the, what's the line here? You said? ten points. Ten points. Yeah, I think our Arkansas can keep it within ten. I I might even think they could win this game. I, I again for some I mean I just kind of lost track of Auburn and all this. So maybe they're a lot better than I think. But the way I've been picking this year, I've been picking well. So mm. I'm gonna go with Arkansas. And it's games like this, this is why you're beating me. Yeah, I'm gonna take Auburn. One for the one, the only John Franklin the third. For the guys who don't know who that is, he is an alumni from Last Chance U, a wonderful Netflix series. I don't think that's the name of the actual university, though. It's not, but I forgot <laughs> what it was. <laughs> so I don't think he's a. I mean, I guess he's kind of an alumni of the he's show. He's alumni from the show. Fair enough. I forget what the sh- what the actual university is called. Yep. So I'm like, way to mess up. Eastern Mississippi State School or something like State that. State Tech College. Yeah, some some JUCO. 
That's all that matters. Yeah. So I'm taking Auburn to cover, baby. They're rising up like a phoenix in the sun. In the ashes, whatever. Ole Miss travels yeah, to LSU. We, we, we moved on. Who, um, LSU is six and a half point favorites at home. Give me, give me LSU in that one. They're playing a lot better, especially defensively. Uh, rumor is Leonard Fournette might play this weekend. I know he's been out for the past two weeks, I believe. Uh, especially if Leonard Fournette's going to play, because I think he's going to play like a man on a mission. Because he's he's kind of fallen off the the path here. A lot of people had him as an you know Heisman favorite, and now he's he's just definitely fallen off. Part of it's been injury. Part of it's just been team wasn't as good early on. But I think LSU is figuring themselves out. Um, for some odd reason, they're playing better for uh, their interim coach than they did for Les Miles. Maybe it was because Dude, Les Ed Miles Ogeron is just the coach. He's too. a king of interns. He is interims. Uh, so that I I think I think LSU keeps it rolling. I agree. I think, especially if Fournette does come back, he needs to help. I think he's playing for his stock a little bit in the, in the draft. Absolutely. Since he's been out a large majority of the year. Um, next, we have NC State traveling to Louisville, who is a 19-point favorite. I've watched NC State play like one time, and it was in a monsoon. Uh, man, and that was against Notre Dame. I, they, the thing is, that was going to be a close game just because it was slo- a sloppy weather game. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen them play much much else. I know, and I, Lamar, Lamar Jackson is just the man. I, I gotta go. I gotta go Louisville in this one. They, they it's been a it's been a few weeks since they put up some big numbers. I think they're gonna break loose this week and and put up another another nice number. Um, Louisville looks like they're trying too hard. Um, I would agree with that. And NC State did just come off a near upset performance against Clemson. You're not wrong. I'm going to take NC State to cover. Fair enough, man. This is how you're going to come back right here. Hopefully. This no, this is how I'm going to fall further behind. Louisville's going to win by 50. I feel like they're just due for another one of those great Lamar Jackson games mm-hmm. where he puts up like 5,000 yards rushing and 300,000 yards passing in one game. Next, Ohio State. Is nineteen and a half point favorites as they travel to Happy Valley at night. Your favorite, your favorite university in the Big Big Ten by far. Definitely, definitely, they're way up there. Who you got? I will say the last couple of weeks, Ohio State's been a little disappointing against uh, Indiana and then uh, Wisconsin. Although Wisconsin game obviously was a big game, and they're a good team, so I th- I think they. I think they figure out some frustrations. I'm still not a huge fan of Penn State, although Penn State seemed to figure themselves out a little bit here and play a lot better football than they were early in the season. And also you look at, at some of their losses, and those were, ended up being pretty good teams. I mean, lost to Western. Turns out Western is a pretty darn good team. So um, I, I get, I'm going to go with Ohio State to, to uh, put up the big number on Penn State just because they've had some frustrating weeks, and Urban Meyer is a football genius. And he he knows that that right now it is a it's a cat and mouse game with Ann Ar- with that team in Ann Arbor mm-hmm. and Michigan's gonna put up a big number. You've got to also put up a big number. So, uh, James Franklin gets 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 Urban Meyer this weekend and it'll it'll get ugly. That's what I'm saying. I think Penn State has been looking better this season so far. I think they're gonna be able to keep it close ish. Um, I think they'll be able to, they'll find some late garbage score to cover so it's not 19. 
It'll be like a 17-point game. It'll be close. But I think Penn State's going to cover. Cover. Purdue travels to Nebraska, who is 24-point favorites at home. Oh, man, Purdue's so bad. I mean, they're, no, they're not Rutgers bad, but they're still... They're, they Michigan ju- State, they're Michigan State bad. I would still I would still like Michigan State over Purdue. And that, I mean, they just fired their head coach. They're, they're in shambles a little bit here. And I think due to brand new coach, figuring things out, Nebraska is playing really well and trying to play for that division. And they're in, they're in good line to win the division as it stands right now. I mean, they still got their tougher games to go, but I, I, got, I got to go with Nebraska. I mean, they, Purdue just, they're in shambles. I agree. I just think... It's going to be a stomping ground game for Nebraska. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of points. Next, we head out west. Ooh, I like going out west. For some Pac-12 at night. Ooh, Pac-12 at night. That's past my bedtime. It is. It's second week in a row. We got Wazoo at seven and a half point favorites as they travel to Arizona State. Wazoo, that's the state one, right? Yes, yes, Washington State. I'm so good at this. This was the one team that let me down last week. It is. When they were, I believe, about the same favorite, and maybe it was six and a half last week. It was week. within a point. But regardless, they did not help me out go to get to 10 and 0 when I had the chance. You they had won, the chance. but they did not get me to 10 and 0. So that being said, uh, you know what? Screw them, Arizona State. I don't even care. I don't even care. Yeah, they'll probably beat Arizona State by like 50. But I don't even care this week. Because they screwed me last week, give me Arizona State. It's a very spiteful pick. Sun Devils, baby. All day. I got Wazoo. They're just going to throw and throw and throw. Sun Devils all day. Now, Screw you for not. The moment you guys have all been waiting for. The freshman team. We Michigan made, State. We made the freshman team? We've made the freshman team. That's because they don't make cuts. Wow. Blessed. Michigan State... Three-point favorites as we travel to Maryland this week. Who you got and why? Well, actually, just just who you, who you got, and then we'll explain explain afterwards. Right. Maryland. I agree. We suck as Michigan State fans. <laughs> yeah, we do. Off the bandwagon. Uh, so now, as we skillfully transition into the why, all right, all right, people, sheeple. I have been on a roll with picking against Michigan State the last few weeks. Uh, look at the injury list. It's not good. The team's not very good to start with, as we've learned. But then you look at all the guys that are out. David Beadle's out now. Darren Hicks is still probably not going to play. John Reschke's out. The, the injury list is long. It is brutal. Uh, you're traveling to Maryland at night, 7.30 kickoff. Uh, they're going to be amped. They've also been on a little bit of a losing streak, but you know they won their first four. Uh, not been playing as well of, as of late, but you know what they do 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 do. Ah, poop. What they do well is they defend the pass pretty well. Rank pretty high in defending the pass. They rush the passer pretty well, which is something Michigan State has a huge issue with. Uh, the only well, not only they struggle with several things, but the biggest thing they struggle with uh, defensively is stopping the run. I believe I saw the stats are allowing like some 180 yards per game rushing, uh, and and that's that's a 
generally what Michigan State relies on. So if you're trying to put put that smile on, maybe Michigan State smile. We'll, we'll run the smile. ball. Smile. Thanks. Thanks, John L. Can you also slap yourself? Nice. So, anyways, but it's one team's going to be playing with emotion at home under the lights. The other is Michigan State, who has no idea who they're starting at quarterback, as far as I know. Um, again, hey, they've narrowed it down. Have, have they? What was the news? They um, There's one less or. Uh, so I'm guessing it's Lurky uh, or O'Connor. Yep. Um, Damian Terry has been officially listed as the third. Blessed. So uh, you're gonna, you don't know who you're playing at quarterback. Uh, your running backs have not been great, but that's because your offensive line hasn't been great. Uh, your offensive line is now a little more beat up now that Beatles out, uh, and there's also I saw on the injury list that even Malik McDowell's questionable this week. So Malik McDowell's not playing. I don't know what your defense has left. I hope that he does play. I haven't heard that he's going to miss it, but I, it, according to the injury report, he's questionable. So take that as you as it as you will. Um, I just right now I want Michigan State to win so bad. So we bad. Need one. At some point, they, they, I know they have talent on this team, and at some point, that talent, I just want the talent to show up and take over, and you know, not make the mistakes, not miss the tackles, uh, make the plays on third down. There's an egregious stat that on the year they're allowing over fifty percent uh, uh, conversion on third downs. That's really bad. That's they're a hundred ninth, I believe. I saw in third down defense. That's really bad. So right now, I just don't have a lot of faith in MSU. I'm still going to cheer my butt off for them. Mm-hmm. Still hope they they play a lot better. But what, like I said, they're playing. If they're even playing Maryland at like noon or something, Maryland's going to be amped to win this game. They they know there's blood in the water right now with a wounded, wounded Michigan State team, both physically and mentally. So that's why I just I got to go with Maryland here. Mm-hmm. And whatever stupid Under Armour uniforms they're going to wear. <laughs> to be fair, it's, it's respects to the state. It is their state flag on their helmets. Sure, they look atrocious. Right, but I'll give them. I'll give them props to that. Okay. Um, I was talking with with my boss and your former boss this week, and he did. He brought up a good point. Whenever anything goes against Michigan State, you can just see a deflation in this team. And it's just, it feels like it's just getting worse and worse. And with each loss they get, and I just, since all we have all the injuries and our defense isn't the greatest, I can just see them getting up to another, like, let's say another 14-0 lead early. And they could just give up, not even like a big play, but like somewhere a play within like that 25 to 45 yard range. And they just give not give up, but they just look defeated, and that could that's gonna hurt this team. All right, so I was negative, right? Yes. Got the negativity out. Yes. Let me give you a, a positive. A positive. Two things. Mm-hmm. One, Maryland's starting quarterback most likely out. Okay. Also, one who is likely out. Wait, Will likely is out? Yeah, he hurt his knee, so he is likely to miss the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm hilarious, dude. But yeah, that's that's, gonna, that's not that's gonna take all the fun out for me though. I want to make so many will. I want to make a lot of likely jokes to Jeremy. Oh, absolutely. Our bandwagon correspondent. So that's that's the good, the positive spin for Michigan State. We have our injuries, 
but they're missing two key guys, starting quarterback and their best all-around player in Will Likely, who in the past when Michigan State's played them has just been a game-changer at times. Even though Michigan State won those games, the guy is an animal. Because he'd also return punts, too. Yeah, he play, he's a corner, right? Yes. He's a corner. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if they, against Michigan State, why not throw him on the offensive side of the ball? Because, you know, why not? But he is most most likely not going to play. He will likely not play. Uh, and that's that's good news for Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And the other good news, which I also brought up, is that Maryland struggles to stop the run. So hopefully this is a week where Michigan State can get that back on track. Um, they they have uh, – why can I never remember the lineman's name who broke his leg last year? And Was it Finley? Finley. Dennis, yeah, Dennis Finley. Uh, he is going to play this week because he kind of has to. <laughs> Uh, and he is, I believe, taken over for Beatles spot at left guard. Unless they shuffle things around, maybe he's on the right side. But no, because it's the right side is. Um, it was I saw on the line the depth chart. It was whoever's not going to start at center. Whoever's not starting at center. So it's either Allen or Keeler. Fair, but whoever it is. But Finley's gonna gonna play again, and I mean maybe this will give him some confidence because that's what I've heard he's been lacking is the confidence to play in that leg, which it was a very gruesome injury. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why your confidence would be shaken. But from what I've heard, he's going to play this week. Uh, get another week of playing some younger guys. You've got uh, uh, Corley, who's probably going to maybe return some kicks and punts, mm-hmm. hopefully, which can give your special teams a little bit of a jolt. Uh, and wh- hopefully whoever plays quarterback, because at, at times both Lurkey and O'Connor shined last week, and... R.J. Shelton was a man. Yeah. So if anyone was a star last week, it was R.J. Shelton. So hopefully, you know, Michigan State figures it out this week. I just, with all the, with the, the long list of injuries, guys who are, you know, you're still missing Darian Hicks, who a lot, even though a lot of people don't like him, I still think he's a pretty solid corner. Not great, but he's solid. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you're having to play guys like, you know, a young Justin Lane and uh, Fiante Copeland's starting job's a little bit in question now. I believe he got he got ord this week on the depth chart if I'm remembering correctly. So we'll we'll just we'll see where things go. But because I'm I'm picking Maryland, it's a three point game, and I generally give three points for playing at home. Give you an extra point or two for playing at at night under the lights. So I got to go with Maryland strictly because of that. But I, I'm I'm still hopeful. You know, I, every week I'm I'm hoping to see that the teams figured th- some things out and made some progress. Riley Bullish should be playing again, even though he was listed on on the depth chart. He was probable, so you know I'm just really, really, really hoping that at some point the light bulb goes on and they. I'm I'm not gonna say they're ever gonna play like a dominant team because they're just not there, with, especially with all the injuries they have. Mm-hmm. But I think they have a chance to to show they're not as bad as a lot of people think they are at the moment. That they're not a bottom dweller in the Big Ten. So we'll see. They're gonna play the game and then. Uh, then we move on to next week, which is, I guess, I don't know, big game, whatever. Yeah. It's something's happening next week. But you next gotta, week is upset week, baby. No. It's Who's not. Ohio State going to get upset by? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm calling it now. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one later. However, this is, it's a big game for Michigan State because they pretty much ha- now they have to win this game to even have a thought of bowl eligibility. Mm. They have essentially four games left that are win a bowl uh, to get to bowl games. I, they still was Maryland, Illinois, right. Penn State, and, and Rutgers. Rutgers. So you have four wins to get, that could get you to six. 
and that would get you to automatic bowl eligibility. So even though I guess there's an outside chance they could get to five and get in, back into a bowl game if Mark D'Antonio wanted to, which... I kind of think that D'Antonio would say no. I I think you have to say yes, just based on the extra practices. It's not even about going to the bowl game necessarily. It's about a young team getting 15 extra practices. Okay. Or whatever the number is. And I think it would be foolish to turn it down. Even I know he probably in his heart would say, yeah, we didn't earn this. And there's probably a part of them say, no, we shouldn't go. But if it was something like the whatever they call the Motor City Pizza Pizza mm-hmm. Bowl where you're not traveling far, you know you'll get fans to come out. Because the issue to me would be fans probably wouldn't travel for whatever bowl game if they're playing like down in Florida or something like that. But, I mean, I, I just think it would be silly to not accept that bowl invitation. I mean, Nebraska did it last year. They got to five wins and... I mean, they, they actually won their bowl game. <laughs> All three, five and seven teams won their bowl game last so, year. Especially when you're going to be playing a young quarterback, I just think it would be completely asinine not to take the bowl invite. It has nothing to do with going to the bowl. It has everything to do with getting every single practice out of the end of the season that you can. So that being said, uh, I'm hopeful, like I've said multiple times here, but I just can't see Michigan State winning at this point because they've given up a lot of points in the past few weeks, and apparently their defense is even more beat up. But, hey, maybe maybe the, the younger kids start to step up. Maybe they turn things around. And it's not like Maryland's this amazing football team, and they're going to be playing without their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not that Michigan State knows who their starting quarterback is. I guess we're playing without our starting quarterback, too, maybe, <laughs> depending on what you consider the starting quarterback. If you, just to touch on that real quick, I still think it should be Tyler O'Connor, just because I want to see this team win games, and I still think Tyler gives them the best chance to win. I think we saw that in the game last week when he came in. He ended up throwing three touchdowns in essentially a quarter, a quarter and a half of game time. I know that was a little bit because Northwestern probably played a little softer defense, but I don't want to diss the move of going to Lurkey. I think it's all right to see what he's got especially at this where you are in the season. But I want to see Michigan State have some prayer against Michigan. And I think the only prayer they have is with Tyler O'Connor. Tyler O'Connor has been he's played in the big games before, and I know he's not great, but I think he handles the pressure, just the mental pressure, a lot better than Lewerke at this point. Because Lewerke's just worried about making not making all the mistakes and trying to make reads, and just he's a young quarterback. So I'd say for the next two weeks, you ride with O'Connor, see what happens. Hopefully you win this week, and then... You ride O'Connor one last week, and at that point, uh, if Michigan blows you out, then I think you can just go with Lurky until the end. It's not a big deal to me. I mean, I guess especially if you lose this week, then it's really not a big deal if what you do. But, I, I, again, I want to see Michigan State be competitive with um, the Wolverines, and I think the only chance you have that is Tyler O'Connor. And I, I think that to have that, it, you have to play him this week. So, I, you know, bridging that gap a little bit. There, there you go. He has to play this week in order to play next week, and uh, yeah, that's uh, I guess. What do you do? You agree, or what do you want to see at the quarterback position? Considering that's what's getting all the talk. Yeah, I, I think I think I lean towards Lewerke just because he got start last week. He had some highs and he had some lows. But I want to see him. I want to see him get one more start, and then just kind of do how it was last week and bring in O'Connor possibly for. Second half. Yeah, that's it's fair. And and with that, I think we're going to wrap up our show right there. Uh, I mean, another, I can't call it a big weekend for Michigan State, but just another weekend where hopefully they can get off the schneid. It would be wonderful to talk about a win. I don't care if it's an ugly win. 
it can be the ugliest win ever where Michigan State wins by uh, the quarterback running out of the end zone at the end. <laughs> I mean, or I, spiking the ball on fourth down. I really don't care at this point. I just want to see them win and start to feel good about themselves. That team, I mean, you know, again, I've said this in the past. They're trying hard. It's not the players. The players are trying to do what they can, and I know people get upset at them. And I I guess I'll also reiterate that the coaches are trying too. I've heard I've heard and read on Facebook a lot of armchair quarterbacks and armchair coaches who have apparently all this wealth of knowledge about what Michigan State's doing wrong. And my message to them is shut up. You really don't know what you're talking about. It's really easy to sit there and diagnose what's wrong with this team. But I think I said it in the recap show. All these coaches forgot more about football than most people know. Mm-hmm. So you got to trust them. You got to trust Antonio, trust his staff. I know a lot of people aren't happy with Dave Warner and Mark Snyder, uh, even Harlan Barnett at at times. And you know what? I'm I'm going with them till the bitter end, whatever end that is. I, I just I I got to trust Mark D'Antonio. who got he got Michigan State to heights I never thought they would get to. And I know, again, every week it's easy to say, fire this coordinator, fire that coordinator. If D'Antonio doesn't want him fired, then, you know, I got to believe that that's the right thing for the program. And, yeah, I might say it during the game after I've had a, a, a drink or two. But I will say publicly right now, I do not know what I'm talking about when it comes to that. <laughs> and I'll, I can say it all I want. That's just an emotion of the game. I don't like it when it's people I'm reading on Facebook. Oh, you got to fire Mark Snyder. No, you don't, because he's a good, smart coach who D'Antonio trusted to bring in. So to those people, I say, shut up. You really don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and just enjoy the season for what it is. You know, enjoy that you get to watch Michigan State football and, you know, a reason to cheer and a reason to escape from whatever is going on in your daily life. And, again, these kids are trying. You know, these young college kids are trying to win. And uh, hopefully they can bring one back to, back to Michigan this, this weekend. Any any parting parting thoughts there, Jake? No, not really. Just the usual stuff. Follow us on the Twitter sphere at DJ underscore sports pod, Jake underscore Van Amberg, D underscore Ray MSU. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Follow us on Facebook. Share us with your friends, your enemies, people you've never met. Just Spread the word. We'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys. We enjoy it. Yeah, we, you know, thanks thanks for every listen we get. We, we hope that you have a wonderful weekend, no matter who you cheer for or how bad Michigan State plays. You know, like I just said, enjoy it for what it is. Have some fun. Have a drink. Uh, Jake will, Jake will. I'll have a wonderful glass of cider. Well, he was, I was going to cheers to you for the cider. I will cheers to the cider. And, yeah, we're, we're going to enjoy the game as much as we can. Hopefully we have good news on That's what I got to say about that. So have a wonderful weekend. We're, we're out right now. Whoa, whoa.